This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. Welcome back for our next session of Let Her Be Heard. I'm really curious as to why is it we can see the thing that we need to do or the situation we need to change, and yet we don't tend to do it. Today we're talking about secondary gains and secondary losses. Mm -hmm. I'm Andrea Gullick. And I'm Barb Gibson, and we are here to let her be heard. We are. You can hear a little giggle in Barb's voice there. So I, I did maybe say something a little amusing right before we jumped on live. So this is definitely, um, a, a, it's not a serious topic. Like all of our topics are really just pondering moments, contemplative moments, a, an opportunity for people to really hear things that they might not have the words for and begin to kind of just wonder and ponder, is is that true for me? Because nothing we say here, Bub, is is true, is it? It's 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 maybe our truth, it's our observation, it's our perspective. But really this is an opportunity to hear something that maybe you haven't thought of before, maybe you haven't heard before, and just really begin to go in inside and sit with what what does that feel for me? Does that feel true for me? Can I see that in some of my own actions? And so we just really want to remind people this is a beautiful opportunity to just let it sit in your skin and see see what happens for you. But this secondary gain and the secondary losses is, is, a, is a really interesting thing to go into because it's not an obvious thing, is it, Barb? Not always, no. It's kind mm. of tricky, Yeah. Yeah, so, I love this subject. And just like you said, Andrea, I'm, you know, we are just here talking from our experience and and things that we've observed in life. We are not here to tell anybody what their truth is. And if if anything, we're just the opposite. We are here suggesting you find your own truth. And yeah. we want to walk alongside you to, you know, while you're doing that, support you in that any way we can. So and that that's the beautiful thing, Bob, because I from my life in my my experiences is that sometimes we can't see the thing though, isn't it? So we're not here to tell you, but we are here to maybe shine a light on things that oh, my earring fell out. Um, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's sometimes it it seems really obvious. What might seem really obvious to you and I being an external observer or to somebody else is really not that obvious for people and so that's why we jump on here and you know we ask our community for what's you know what's kind of challenging in their life or what questions they might have and and then we just bring our observations to that but I just want to I'm so excited to have you here Dee. Dee messaged to say she might not be able to jump on because they've got some wild weather so it's fabulous that you made it here and we hope that you don't wash away. <laughs> so. yeah. But secondary gains, Barb, let's let's go there. And, and you did talk about before we jumped on secondary losses, which is certainly super and super important to kind of reflect on as well. But secondary gains is really the they're the unobvious things. This is my interpretation, the unobvious things that flow from a choice or an experience in our life. 
So the gains and the losses, we can be really aware of some of those, Mm -hmm. but it's the secondary, it's what comes next that maybe we want to protect ourselves from, but we don't necessarily realise that that's what we're protecting ourselves from. What's your interpretation? Yes, exactly what you're saying, Andrea, that sometimes it's obvious to us, but a lot of times it's not. You know, the secondary, for me, it started out as secondary losses. And it was brought up when I went into a grief group after Fred passed, my husband, and um, she talked about the secondary losses, and I didn't get it at first. But then as a collective group, when we started talking about it, like the loss of couples' friendships, I didn't have that couple thing anymore. The loss of, like, Fred was a great musician. And so um, I would go to shows he was a part of. And I got to be, like, behind the scenes of these shows happening and stuff. And that was a big part of different seasons of our life. And I didn't get to be involved in those anymore. And so there was just these things that... um, you just, you're aware that there's something missing, but you're not really aware of what, what is the ripple effect even? So mm. it costs secondary things, ripple effect too. What is the ripple effect of this if I do it? So sometimes we might be really aware of it. So when we talk about secondary gains, and we talked just a little bit before we got on here, but secondary gains of remaining in a situation you don't like, like, Perhaps if you if you're in a job you don't like, but you make a lot of money, so it's not easy to just get another job that pays you that kind of money or something. So the secondary gain of staying there could be, I get to keep the house that I really love. Mm. I get to keep the car I really love. I get to go to the the country club that I really love, or whatever it is that you're aware of if you make this move, it's going to ripple or have a secondary gain. Um, and the, the can gain I just, is there. Yeah, the thing that came through when you were talking about that, Bob, in terms of, you know, the house, the country club, all of that, it's really strong just came in. We also get to keep the feeling of that makes us enough. We get to keep our status. We get to keep our where we are that feels comfortable and safe Mm -hmm. and like that can be a really challenging thing to you know who will I be if if I do walk away from this job for my sanity or whatever Mm -hmm. and and all of that those you know they're secondary losses because you might lose all that aren't they but the reason you stay is because of the gain of not having to lose it like they're right I mean they're entwined right then there's not one without the other yeah secondary gains is because we don't want the secondary loss yes especially we're talking about of getting out of something that you kind of want to get out of or you complain about but why do you still stay Mm. there's a secondary gain yeah and we can look at that in so many different like so many different areas isn't there like i you know i hold space for a lot of women where like their marriages or relationships are really not conducive to happiness and joy. And when we look at that, like on the surface level, it's like, well, you have a choice. But what what are the secondary gains? 
and for some people it's exactly what you what you said I'm assuming Bob and obviously I've not left a relationship I've become widowed so there's secondary losses but financially are we are you more stable in that relationship like in friendships are you safe like it's all what am I going to lose if I make this decision to change this yeah. And to and to follow my heart and my truth, mm-hmm. and when you can recognize what you feel you may lose, that'll be pretty much the answer of the secondary gains. That's why you don't change it. Exactly. Yeah. And you know we're talking like social status and stuff, but it's even like I'm not going to get to be with my kids all the time. Yes. And so we stay in a relationship because. We, we don't want, we don't want to be away from our kids. We don't want to hurt our kids. We don't want them to feel the pain. That's a big, that's a big, huge, mm-hmm. huge. So what you have to do with those things is like, look at a bigger picture and what can help you anyways, is to look at a bigger picture and think about how far does the ripple go? And how far do I want the ripple to go? Like if I'm going to stay so my kids don't have to experience divorce, but they see mom and dad who don't get along or, you know, maybe, maybe there's yelling and fighting. Maybe there's no yelling and fighting, but there's no togetherness. There's, you know, energy in the room that's always on edge. Um, And, you know, those things trickle over into how our kids will go into relationships. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things to look at and just to to go inside and just find the truth that's the best for you and the best way to love everyone else in the situation, you know, in an honoring way, not a giving up your power, not a um, they matter and I don't, not like that, but just to be able to have the time to consider all those things so and the thing that like that I really love about the way that you hold space Bob is because like those things that you're saying like when we look at the secondary gains like if people kind of begin to contemplate this this has sparked a bit of a oh I need to really sit and think about this what am I gaining by not changing this situation that I have not liked for a long time because there are people that stay in situations for a long time. Mm -hmm. And being able to recognise, oh, I'm I'm here, you know, because I don't want to hurt my children and, and what will happen to them, whatever scenario it is, that those voices in their head. Then what I love about you, Bob, is that you will always ask people and you ask me all the time, is that ultimately true? Mm. Is that ultimately true? And the thing when you spoke about, you know, relationships and, and partnerships and things like that and, you know, that that can trickle over, I want to I just be able to share from my experience. I love my parents and they love me, but they know that the environment that I grew up in is probably not one that I would want. And the thing is I haven't created that. So a lot of the time we think 
that it will trickle over as in we will model what we've seen and yet being able to fully trust that each each person, even our children, will be able to take away what they need to. Like, so what am I trying to say? So a lot of people will stay because they don't want their children to experience divorce or separation because what happens if, you know, that's that hurts them and that, that creates all of this. The reality is what happens if what's best for you is best for them and that being able to being able to kind of trust in the fact that our journey will go where an individual's journey needs to go to. Yeah. Is that making sense? Like, yeah. It, it does to me, Andrea. I get it. And and those are answers we don't know. The future, we don't know. So be present in the now. And be present. And that's why we are so big about the let her be heard title. You know, the let her be heard is going inside and finding your own truth in this moment, what is the truth? What is right? And it's really taking your power back. You don't make decisions based on they're controlling me. If when they change, when this happens, it's, or it's their fault, those are secondary gains right there. You don't have to take responsibility for your own actions. And you can blame, you can point it to somebody else. And in one way, that is a huge secondary gain of often is that I don't have to be responsible for it. They did it to me. And, and can we just really pause on that? I'd love for you to just, I really would love for you to just say that one again. Can you just say that one again? Because I think that this is, this is a really big thing that people may not be recognizing. Yeah. It's that thing of you can say it one way of take responsibility for yourself, or I like to look at it as like empower yourself, take your own power back. And instead of projecting out what anyone else is doing, what the circumstances in any way is that being in control of your how you feel or what you have to do or whatever. No, take your power back and become responsible for your own life, but in such a, not like a shaming way, but an empowering way. And you're like, oh, I do get to decide what I want. I do have a choice here. It's not up to them. It's up to me. And I love the fact that we always have a choice. To me, that is one of the most beautiful gifts to give yourself is to recognize that you have a choice and you still might make a choice that isn't really what you want. If you decide to stay, we're just going to use a marriage, for example. If you decide to stay there and that's not really what you want, but know why you're there. And when you take your power back, you stop pointing someplace else, you know why you're there and it can become a total different experience. You have a different energy about you. You give off a different energy. And it, it makes you... Yeah, because the word that comes through when you're speaking about that is like the word responsibility carries a bit of a different energy. Like it's my responsibility and it can come with a, I'm not getting it right, it's my responsibility to change this. But the word that you've shared with me, Bob, which completely changes the energy, I think, is it's an opportunity. Yes. We have the opportunity 
to choose and make choices that create a life that is in more, there's more harmony in it. That doesn't mean you've got to walk away from the marriage. If that creates the most harmony for you, perfect. But staying and knowing why you stay, recognising, oh, the secondary gains from staying, that, that that's what feels best for me at the moment, if that creates more harmony. And it's just, it really is just about knowing what's the payoff for not making the change. Yes. Because there will be a payoff. And, you know, in talking about parenting and, and like, there's lots of different areas in people's lives, but there's, there's, there's main players, isn't there? Relationships seem to be a main player. Like parenting is a main player. Our, our career and occupation is a main player. There's big things because I guess in some ways, maybe society said they're the most important things. And, and for most of us, they are, but that, you know, say in parenting, and, and the way that we show up and we do what we do is the secondary gain So to make sure that our kids are having a good life and they look like they've got it together and, and kind of the secondary gain of making sure that they're okay and safeguarding everything for them is the way that we can feel about the job that we've done. Yeah, it makes me look good. Yeah. And you feel good. Yeah makes me feel like I've defined what I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed to be this mom that is a certain way. What does that way look like? And so if I parent like that and my kids turn out like that, like, good job. I know, because this is, I, I wrote so that. Kids better be doing what I say. <laughs> this is a thing, though, because then what happens if they don't? Like, what happens if they don't turn out the way that you perceive they need to be? Yeah. And this is and this is the thing. And how much do we put on hold? This is the question I would like to ask. And yes, Dee, we can always change how you see the situation you've decided to stay in. Absolutely. It's not necessarily about changing the thing. It can just be as simple as changing the way we see it. Yes. Becoming becoming present and aware of why we're choosing. Because we spoke about this too, Barb. If we are not aware of the secondary gains and the fear of the secondary losses, then we really don't have any power to change anything because the subconscious will run that show. It will tell us what to do and how to do it and why not to do it. When we can become aware and just recognise with love and compassion, not that harsh energy that you talked about, you know, like we don't need to beat ourselves with a stick, but just like, oh, well, that's interesting. It's like when we moved here, Bob, you know, you know that we brought three children 19 hours away from family, friends, anyone, and they were a couple of teenagers. They they weren't really our raving fans, let me tell you, when we landed on the coast. They really were not, not cheering their parents for upending their life. And I could feel myself, Bob. I could feel my own happiness, joy and contentment and inner freedom was on pause. I always knew that this was the best thing for us, deep down underneath everything, without a doubt. But until my children started to show signs of adapting and adjusting and embracing, it's like my happiness and joy was on pause because what type of mother gets around loving life 
and their kids are like, I miss, I miss the country. I want to go back. Like, because the story is that, you know. Oh, Andrea, that's so funny you say that about your kids, but that's how people treat us. And I shouldn't say that people, but many times people can't believe you can be as happy as you could be. You know, I'm going, it's a little side trip here, but now go, 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 go. about the, that how, how hard it is to accept that somebody's really chosen their life. They, they've been, they've made some definite decisions of how they want life to go and they've taken steps to make it happen. And uh, not everybody always enjoys that. That's one of those secondary losses, isn't it? If we want to cycle, circle back, isn't it? Yeah. Because a secondary loss of choosing your life and being very present in your and conscious of your choices and and the happiness and what you do allow in and secondary loss is that there's going to be possibly a whole bunch of people that don't get that. Yeah. There's going to be a whole bunch of people that maybe don't support you in that, that actually don't agree and might even tell you. And sometimes that secondary, like the secondary gain is, well, if I just do what everybody else expects of me, I don't have to confront my truth. Right. I, I can just I can sit there and be frustrated and annoyed. Yeah. But the secondary gain is I don't actually have to stand up and say I'm okay if you're not okay. Because mm-hmm. that, you know, that goes into that whole the community living and and wanting to be a part of something and wanting to know that we fit and that we're accepted. But do we recognise that part of the secondary loss to that is that we lose ourselves? Yes. We gain the acceptance, but we lose ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's big. It's it's really big. Like we we understand that we understand that this can be challenging for people, the thought of, but if I stand up and speak my truth and begin to live from my knowing my heart and my soul, what happens if I lose friends? What happens if I lose respect? What happens if I lose family? What happens if all of those things that held me safe, what happens if they're not guaranteed? Yeah. But we don't know that. We don't. But one thing we do know is when you become authentically you, there is nothing like that peace. And even if it's staying in a situation that is not the situation you want to be in, and like we just talked about, but if you stay authentic to you and you know why you're there, the peace is, it's hard to explain if you haven't felt it. So when we talk about secondary gains and stuff, Andrea, right now I'm just thinking about how do you know if you're going for a secondary, you know, if there's something else, um, if you're not being true to yourself. And I'm suggesting that you don't have total peace. And what does peace feel like? It's, it's contentment. It's I'm okay. And you, you take everything within yourself instead of if you see yourself thinking, when they stop doing this, or if they would change, or you have resentment, or anger, or jealousy, any of those emotions that feel discomfort, that you feel discomfort in, 
I'm suggesting, and yeah, I know you are too, that you're not being authentic to yourself. And so to go in and, and I say go in that, I know we throw that word around a lot, but it's, it's just a setting with yourself and just letting yourself be real, feel everything you're feeling and go through like the crying part of it or go through whatever it is you're feeling and just go, is this true? Or what is my truth about this? And why am I doing this? And that's a big question right there. You can ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I staying in this job I don't like? Why am I staying in a relationship I don't like? Why? Why am I constantly doing what everybody else wants for me? Yeah. From me. That's a big one, I think, that we just do what other people want without that. Does this work for me? Yeah. Like we do what other people say. Like we believe things. Yeah. Even it's just what we believe. You know, like, why do I believe that? And that's when my life really started to change. When I started asking myself those questions. Why do I believe this? Why am I thinking that? And is it mine or is it somebody else's? And what I mean by that, just what you're saying, I believe this. I don't know why. That's what the, that's what mom always said. That's what the pastor says. That's what my boss told me. <laughs> all of those, all of those areas external to us. And it is it, it is a beautiful opportunity to give ourselves permission. Mm-hmm. to really to because I'm really big on it's really important that we accept all range of emotions that in no way like in no way is my message unless you're happy and peaceful and joyful you're you're not getting life right like that's not what this is <laughs> it's literally well for me I feel like it's those emotions that cause discontent that they you know, the doubt or the worry or the anger, the, like those things that don't bring us in peace, they're our opportunity to ask why. Yes. There, it's like we get to have this beautiful conversation with those feelings to just ask me, ask me more, tell me more. Why am I angry? What's going on that I'm angry? And begin to, is it the situation or is it the fact that I'm resisting what the situation is because I want it to be different. Like, you know, that resistance of, is is it the resistance of, well, this is how it is. Like the fact is your, let's just say for instance, your boss is a bit of a jerk. He's a jerk. He's expecting you to stay back late. He's putting all of this work on you. Like you're stressed and, and, and he doesn't respect you at all. He's a jerk. And so you get angry at that. Being able to talk to that, tell me more about that. Maybe deep down is the anger, the fact that you do stay in a situation like that, that you do like allow, like it's it's just that communication of being able to ask, but what is underneath this and what is true and what's the secondary gain I'm getting and what am I fearing the secondary loss might be and bringing, just shining a light on that. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you go out at night time and it's pitch black and you've got to get to the end of the path, it's going to be much easier if you've got a torch. That's all this is, is just 
can you be your own torch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you just shine a light into there? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, love, is there any, any, what's the golden nuggets we would really like to, you know, shine a light on this? Like a secondary gain. Tell me one, one more time your interpretation of what a secondary gain is. It's you're getting something out of it that you might not recognize. And if it's that secondary gain isn't what you really want, then change it. Like, ask me about secondary gain. But the biggest thing for me, Andrea, about this whole conversation is to just give yourself permission to be aware of yeah. what you're thinking, why you're thinking it what you're doing and why you're doing it and then evaluate is that who I really want to be and what I really want to do. And I know there's tentacles to that of how is it going to affect other people and stuff, but really is it, you know, that's where you start. Is this really what I want? And is this really, and to be so gentle with yourself that you can be honest and, you know, you might go, I really want out of this. You might decide not to, but just be gentle with yourself and let yourself feel it, consider it, and know if it's your truth or not. What are you going to do about it? And keep it inside instead of pointing outside. And the, and the, the word that I really love that I think is super important with that beautiful, um, beautiful sharing there is that it's an opportunity. Yeah. It's just an opportunity to see something different, become aware of something different, choose something different. It's just an opportunity to become more and more present with who you are and that you are allowed to. That permission thing is massive, Barb. We are allowed to know our truth and be able to create a life from that place. Yes, peace, inner peace. In a peace, in a peace and freedom. Beautiful. Well, thank you, everybody that's tuned in, joined in, and um, we will see you again next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.